Let's, let's quickly pray. Let's stay standing. Jesus, we thank You for this opportunity to come into Your presence. Um, scripture says that we enter in with thanks and praise. And, and as we do that, we come into Your throne room. Scripture also says as we draw close to You, You draw close to us. So we thank You, God, as we are close to You now, You've drawn close to us, that we can believe uh, that You would touch our life, God. Uh, we know that You can take a heart that, that's hard and make it uh, a soft heart. And we pray that You do that now because we want our hearts to be ready for Your Word, God. We don't want it to fall on hard ground or uh, fall on shallow soil and be taken away. We want to be hearers of Your Word and doers of it. We want it to transform us. So in this moment, uh, we submit to You, God. We want to do Your will. We resist the devil and we thank You that he has to flee. Pray hedge of protection around us um, and our children. We pray in this hedge of protection, You administer to us, bring freedom and healing into our life, God. For anyone who's without hope, God, will You knock on the door of their heart? Will You draw them out to the, the, Yourself right now so they can receive you as their Saviour in Jesus' Name. Everyone believe it said? Amen. Awesome. You guys take your seats. Am I on the outhouse or am I on the monitor or not on the monitor? Oh, okay. They're putting a fan on. I don't know what you guys are pointing to. They, they actually struggle with how much I sweat. Um, I actually just take a lot of pre-workout and before the... You guys, actually, I'm joking. And so then I just like sweat more. Anyone do that? No, no, no. Joking. Um, I don't do that. Um, I think these guys, I don't want them to... Can you guys see me? Okay, awesome. Um, have we got any of our, our stickers? Um, can I grab one over there? I know in the front. Okay, so we've got our stickers over here. This is Vision Sunday. So I want to encourage you to take this home. Um, you guys can see it wide awake. What on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? It's just a simple sticker and you can see the t-shirts we're wearing. I know that they'll be available to order from this coming week, I think. Um, so it'll be on our website. You can click on, there'll be a white t-shirt and a black t-shirt. And it's just a simple, reminder right throughout the year, uh, uh, what on earth am I doing for heaven's sake? So um, we want you to live wide awake. And in November, a few of us sat together. Uh, we spoke for a few hours over two days and prayed. And just um, after talking and trying to sense what God's saying to us, um, also looking at where the church, church is at and where the world's at, um, the thing that stood out to us was that we need to be wide awake. So I want to encourage you to, to lean in into this month as we speak into our vision. And then right throughout the year, we're going to give you tips to stay wide awake. Um, before I go ahead, I want to remind you that we got Valentine's Sunday coming up. We're going to be doing our series, but we actually always do it just before Valentine's Day. It's actually a gift to every guy to remind you that it's Valentine's Day coming up. So that's why we do it. We don't do it for any other reason. Hey, And the guys said, thank you. We appreciate it. I know you can like try to hide that you forgot, um, but you can like thank me afterwards. Um, um, but it's Valentine's Sunday. We've got a special surprise and some fun. Don't miss out on that and invite friends. And then I also want to remind you that it's actually Kayla's birthday today. So, so Kayla has been part of the church since, since she was a view kid and now she's our view pastor, and we see over 600 kids um, across Sunday and Friday, and she is just making a massive difference in young people's lives. Of course, she also makes a difference across the board in our church, so we just honour you and wish you a happy birthday, and she's happily receiving gifts um, in, yeah, in the form of money. Hey, you said... 
So you can bring that that to the front after the service. She'll receive it. Um, but we um, and then Dream Team Night on um, this Tuesday. If you're not part of the Dream Team and you want to join us, it's a 45 minute night. Come early. Uh, we got some treats for you. Uh, we got our kids zone open. 45 minutes of your time. Uh, it's just a refresher. It's going to be fun. And and lastly, before I get into my message, I thought I had to mention this. You know, of course, uh, we're praying for Bafana. That's we're going to be fasting book for Bafana. Um, just you know what I mean, and, and like so, we support the Springboks, Bafana, Bafana. Uh, we support the Stormers and Liverpool. That's who we support in this church. And and just even what, though we support them, we we care and worry about other teams. Like we pray for their salvation. And just this year, I know with United, like Rashford parting, not wanting to come to club training, there was issues. But I know if you know Sky News put out another report this week, and uh, just out of um, I thought just out of concern for all the United supporters, I thought I needed to read this. And maybe you missed missed this, but they said. Sky News put out, Sky News is reporting that a Man United training session was delayed by nearly two hours this week um, after a player reported finding an unknown white powder substance on the pitch. Crazy, hey. Um, Training was suspended, the police were called in. Um, After a complete analysis, experts determined that the white substance was totally unknown to the players. So so no one was responsible, held responsible for what that white substance was, but, but it was totally unknown. And once they looked into it, they realized it was actually the goal line. Um, it's a bad joke, okay. Police said after <laughs> police said after watching training and that they, they weren't concerned uh, that the players would be getting close to this white substance at all. So they said they can carry on training. Anyway, that's just more news coming out of the old trap camp. So we just I know it's bad it's bad jokes, but I <laughs> We, we have to stay in that place. And um, let's just quickly pray for Liverpool. They play tonight. Jesus, I pray that Liverpool wins in Jesus' name. Everyone believes it? Amen, amen. Okay, see, there's a unity here. But we're living in a world where we're hearing of wars and rumors of wars. The Bible actually speaks about that. There'll, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. It says that people will be lovers of themselves in the end times. And, and you might say, well, when's the end? I do think we're living in the end times. And of course, you even look at Scripture, one day to God can be a thousand years. But um, we are living in a time where those signs are more prevalent. And even as people are lovers of themselves, they'll totally fall asleep to the truth that one day they're going to stand before God in heaven. Uh, They can fall asleep to the opportunity to do something on earth that they can enjoy forever in heaven. They can fall asleep to the opportunity to build rewards up in heaven, store um, it where moth and rust can't touch it. And and I've mentioned to you, I've got a simple vision for my life. I want to bank every year in heaven. And the cool thing about that vision for me is I'm putting it in an an eternal bank account um, and, and I'll get to enjoy it forever. Uh, you can put your stuff in a temporary bank account and I encourage you to be a steward of your finances. I'm not speaking against that. Uh, but I also don't want you to fall asleep to the opportunity you have to build something that's gonna stand the test of time, to build uh, something beyond yourself for God's kingdom. And so I want you to wake up to that. So one day you're gonna stand before God and He's gonna say, hey, so what did you do with Jesus? And then you're gonna tell Him, well, I either had a relationship with Jesus or I used to pop into church and it was part of my, my schedule or I actually got to know Him and I started to share what He did for me, uh, the hope that I have in Christ with others. I actually started to uh, carry this hope into my world. And then He's going to ask you, what did you do with your time, your talent, and your treasure? Uh, and 
you know, some of you may, what do you mean? Well, no, no. All the time was His. All the treasure was His. And all the talent. And you were a steward of it. And, and God, um, of course, uh, the Bible shows us that God sees something as most valuable. What is that? Well, it's what He paid the highest price for, people. He paid uh, for people with His blood. So, so He shows us this is valuable. So one day He's going to ask you, okay, so what did you do with, with those valuables in life that I gave you to see what I see as most valuable reached? And so one day you're going to, you're going to be asked this and I want you to, be, to, I want you to stay wide awake to that truth. And, and in a world where people are going to fall asleep focusing themselves and maybe are going to fall asleep because of worry and doubt or get distracted, God wants us to be wide awake. So we want to ask the question right throughout the year, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Of course, it's not just wide awake. Um, so it's not just I'm asleep or I'm awake this year. It really is also the difference between darkness and light. Because the Bible actually speaks about that. That, that we're either going to be in a, a place where we're stumbling around in darkness or we're going to be living in the light. And of course, we are children of the light. It's, another way to look at it, it's either you're going to be speaking death or you're going to be speaking life. Because your tongue has the power of life and death. And it's not a question of um, which swear words can I say? No, it's the question of what are you saying that's bringing life and what are you saying that's bringing death? Um, so in this year, we, we want to actually be speaking life. It's, it's, it's the difference between flesh and the Spirit. Getting, falling asleep, um, giving into the desires of your flesh, or being wide awake, being led by the Spirit of God. And it's the difference between living for temporary things or living for eternal things. Are you going to be wide awake? Let's see, I know my wife shared at Malpus and I just want to clear up my, um, my reputation because I think she shared and uh, she used her own um, right in a way of being the only, be, only other witness and, and maybe shared that I somehow was even nastier than I was actually to my dog. But before I get there, my, my daughter's schedule has changed a lot and, and it it's now means that we have to be pretty tight on our schedule and get enough sleep because if we want to be wide awake, you better get some good rest. Um, so uh, sleep has become very valuable to us so that we can be wide awake. And my daughter was sick last week and uh, she had tonsillitis and her fever was getting so high that uh, if we didn't sort of watch it, she, she would throw up because the fever would get so high. So Leanne, being a medical doctor, said, see, I'm gonna uh, sleep next to Juliana and watch her temperature. So she actually was with Juliana and I had uh, the room to myself and I'm chilling. Now, we've got two dogs, Georgie. He actually came from George. So we just want him to remember where he came from. So we called him Georgie. And then we've got Charlie. No reason, maybe he's royalty, but, but um, Charlie is a, a miniature Yorkie. Uh, Georgie is supposedly a gold dust Yorkie, but as he's grown up, we realised he is a poodle and a Yorkie, so he's a porky. Um, that's actually true. I know it sounds weird. But, but Georgie loves following Leanne. He's Leanne's shadow. And, and Georgie's a great dog, but he's got a huge issue, a stomach issue. And if Georgie eats anything besides his pellets, he gets uh, next level diarrhea. It's terrible. 
So I'm actually the police. People come to my house. I'm like, hey, how's it? Okay, just drop no food, no food for the dogs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I'm watching. And, but the, the main culprits are normally my mother-in-law and then her mother, a great granny. They, oh, look at the dogs. Come here, come here. Here's something for you. Like, I'm going, don't, no, don't, don't, no, no, don't. And if I pick up that Georgie has eaten anything or even suspected, I make some plans. But I don't know what happened, but Georgie um, would have eaten something that was not on his normal diet, which is pretty much pellets and uh, like a, a bit of extras. Um, and nobody knew, but Leanne's with, um, with Juliana and Georgie and, and Charlie pretty much roam the house and they can sleep wherever they want to. Uh, but Georgie loves to sleep next to Leanne or by her feet. So he goes to find Leanne. Of course, Georgie also, when he realizes he's got, he's got a, 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 like a promise, he almost like I can see, he gets a bit stressed out. So, but we're all sleeping, we don't know. Two in the morning, I, w- I hear the scream. Ah! I run to the room. Georgie has, has pooed on Leanne's arm. As Leanne would say as a medical doctor, mucousy diarrhea. Ah! So now... But, but the night before, Charlie weed on uh, Zara's, in Zara's room. And he's marking his charity. We need to have him operated on and get him sorted. But all I heard was, he did it again. Meanwhile, she's saying, she's saying Georgie, but I thought Charlie did it. So I go find Charlie. First thing, I say, get out the room, but I'm going to sort out. And I go give Charlie a hiding, like on his nose. That's how I wake him up. Just, and then I take him out. Charlie, of course, is looking at me, going, like, what's this? He's freaked out. I put him outside. Then I start cleaning the room. I get all the chemicals. I want to get the mattress out. I want to take it outside. I hate this stuff. Put everything in the wash. Two in the morning, I'm doing all this stuff. And what I'm doing, I see Georgie in the corner of Juliana's room, hiding. And I realize I put the wrong dog out. <laughs> and so I took Georgie out now. And I saw, oh, come here, Charlie, come in. Charlie's like thinking I'm nuts. Charlie, um... Um, uh, um, Charlie was not happy with me. It took about 24 hours for him to forgive me. It happened about the next night, about supper time, where he actually thought I was a good owner again. But, but it's crazy. The reason I told you that and the reason I tried to just keep my reputation back in place, because I think Leanne said I wouldn't try to hit Charlie like seven or eight times, but I hit him once to be, let's clear that up. But, but a lot of us actually get to a place where um, in our tiredness, you could maybe make some bad decisions and it could seem like, like little decisions. You could be disorientated. You can um, make the wrong decision. You could throw the wrong dog out. and Maybe it's a, a bit bigger than that. But, but you don't want to do life where you are woken up two in the morning and, and you're still tired. You want to do life after having rest and being, so you can be wide awake. Can we agree? And when we're tired, going through the motions, living in a place of anxiety, living in a place where our flesh is really our driver and we're not filled by the Spirit of God, we're going to struggle to be wide awake. We might not only get to a place of tiredness, uh, we might not only get to a place where we're going through the motions, we actually might even feel very sad inside, maybe even dead inside. We can all get to this place and, and you and I need to be in a place where, where we actually wide awake to the power of God, to the hope we have in Christ, to the plans He's got for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope in the future. If God's for us, who can be against us? We need to be wide awake to that and we don't want you to fall asleep. We don't want you to somehow think that you need to find your hope in something temporary when God's given you an eternal hope that is way bigger than any 
anything in this life. So some people, oh, they're empty inside and, and maybe they even feel dead in their work life, dead in their studies. For some of you married and maybe even your marriage has lost hope and you're falling asleep on your marriage. You're going through the motions. You're going, we used to be so much more alive. We used to be passionate about each other. But now something has got in. We are settling and we're not believing that God can do more. And this year, I want to cause you, call you to wake up and see that God wants you to do more. Of course, you might say, you don't know what I've been through or, or where I come from. And you're right, I don't know all of you. But what I do know, according to the Bible, is that you aren't a product of your circumstances. You and I are really a product of the choices we make and the way we respond. Ruth had terrible circumstances. She lost her father-in-law, her husband, and she responded full of faith. Your God will be my God. Your people be my God. Wherever you go, I'll go. And she responded and she made a choice to serve God. And look how, what it turned, how it turned out. She worked in a field that one day she'd owned. Joseph got thrown into slavery, he even became a prisoner. And he made the choice to trust God in all those circumstances. So you are not a product of your circumstances and you need to let go of that. You are a product of the choices you make now. Uh, the choice to trust God. The choice to respond. Uh, you're also not a product of um, your intentions. You know what I mean? Like, you just need to see my heart. <laughs> we can't see your heart. You are a product of your actions. Faith without works is dead. And it's time to wake up and take some steps because God is going to bless your steps. If you acknowledge the Lord, if you acknowledge Him in 2024, He will make your plans. He'll secure them. It's like He'll put heavenly cement in those steps you take. Take some action for God. Pray for some people. Be generous. Wake up to the truth that God is building His kingdom. And if you would wake up and build it with Him, you're going to build something that outlasts the temporary. You're going to build something that's way more alive than this temporary life. You're going to start to be part of something that's connected to resurrection life. But you need to move now. You're not a product of your circumstances. You're a product of your response, your choices, and your actions. And this is the year you can wake up and make the most of it. John 15 verse 8 says, This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, of course, this is what makes God happy, that you bear fruit. So of course, you, you live on purpose, you, 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 you build His kingdom, you love Him, you love people, you, you make a difference. So this, this is to His glory. This is what makes Him happy, that you bear fruit. And of course, when you do it, you're gonna show, be showing yourself to be His, his disciples. So show yourself to be my disciples. Of course, God, um, we see Jesus say this, I told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And as you wake up and start to live on purpose in 2024, God's gonna put joy inside of you and then the joy is gonna be complete. You might say, Andre, but, but won't I find that joy when I buy a house? Listen, it's gonna be awesome, but it's not gonna be the same joy and it's not gonna be complete joy. But I pray that you can buy a house. I'm praying that you're blessed, but I don't want you to be confused that that's where you're gonna get your joy. 
You might get a new car, it's gonna be awesome, but that's not gonna give you the joy the Scripture talks about. You might get married and that's gonna be awesome, but the joy this Scripture is speaking about is purpose. And if you would have purpose throughout the seasons of your life, a single season, married season, parenting season, um, grandparenting season, whatever season, you will have a joy that's complete. But if you take the, the purpose out of your life and get married, you'll have incomplete joy. You take purpose out of life and live out that university days, you'll have a joy. You, you understand? You need to add purpose to your life and bear some fruit. And that's how you start to live in that joy that is complete. I want you to wake up to this opportunity. A lot of people have fallen asleep. A lot of people have forgotten that God is building an eternal kingdom. A lot of people are stressed about the temporary. A lot of people are connecting their future to the news and to the economy and they, they're speaking about what can, this can happen and that. But, but God's calling you to connect your future to eternity and for you to rise above and for you to have a joy that's complete. He's calling you to connect your life to what He's building. It's an unstoppable kingdom. Nothing can stop the church. People have tried to crush the church. The church is like a seed. You put it into the ground, it grows even more. It's the, it's the worst thing the enemy can do. They try to put Jesus in the ground and resurrection power came out. You are connecting your life to something that's unstoppable. You're building God's church. And you can build it when you're married, when you're single, when you're a parent, when you're a grandparent, and you can have joy that's complete. And I wanna encourage you to wake yourself up to this opportunity. You know, um, a lot of people miss out on the power that purpose brings. And Chris Hodges tells the story of a greyhound dog race. And if you've ever seen it, um, the greyhound dog races, they, they put a mechanical rabbit on a, um, this, this arm, an electric arm, and they put fluff around it. And then, of course, as the, the gun goes off, the, the gates open and the dogs chase this mechanical rabbit. Um, as the rabbit goes, they run faster and faster. And of course, people bet on these dogs. True story, a mechanical rabbit um, in a race exploded. And, and the dogs lost what they were chasing. They didn't have anything else to chase after. And, and what happened? One laid down um, in the track and took a nap. Uh, the other one was freaked out by the explosion and ran into a barrier and broke multiple ribs. And the third started barking hysterically at the crowd. Of course, Chris Hodges says, what a great metaphor for what actually happens. Some of us, when we lose our purpose, we just take a nap. Some of us do things that are gonna, that's gonna hurt us. We lose our purpose. We get into unhealthy things. We get into things that can really hurt us. And others are just barking at the crowd. We're shouting at social media. We're shouting at the news. We're shouting at politicians. And now we have, because we've lost our purpose, and purpose is actually so powerful. Uh, Proverbs 29 says, where there's no vision, people perish. It's not like they're physically falling over, but emotionally, they're perishing. Of course, the awesome thing about vision for us, we get a vision every year. And you know what our vision does? It glorifies God. Even right now, I'm saying wake up to what? To the truth that God's all powerful, that God's building His church, that God's got more for you, that God's gonna do more in your marriage, that God's got a plan for your children. You don't have to fear the future. You can have faith for the future because God has spoken about the future that He has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. And vision glorifies God. It's powerful. 
Vision enlarges you. Right now, today, you're gonna walk away and you're gonna say, I wanna wake up and it's already enlarged you. You thought a bit bigger. You started to think about our future. You're gonna look back in the end of this year and we're seeing how you woke up, you walked into office and a colleague said they're going through this and you thought, I'm gonna pray for them. When no one's around, I'm just gonna say, hey, I heard that. I'm gonna pray for you. You're gonna think a bit bigger. You're gonna see neighbours in the street who need help. You're gonna pray for them or talk to them, invite them. You are being enlarged. And the awesome thing, when you're enlarged, the church is enlarged because you are the church. So vision enlarges you. Your marriage is gonna go into a bigger space tonight because you've been woken up that, that God's got an awesome plan for your marriage and you're gonna look at your marriage differently. But if you don't have vision, things perish. There's a power in vision. It's gonna make you more enthusiastic. Vision makes life worth living. You're gonna get up tomorrow and there's gonna be so much to live for, but without vision, what's the point? Go back to sleep, roll over. But vision wakes you up. It gives you the power you need. It draws commitment. It breaks doubt, it breaks complacency, it breaks survival thinking, it breaks the, the, the past failures the enemy's trying to bring up, it breaks negative emotion, it breaks small thinking, it breaks stinginess, it breaks laziness, it breaks spiritual dullness. It's even gonna break disappointment because you're not gonna live in disappointment anymore. You're gonna know even when there is disappointment, you'll fail forward because you win Christ and Christ can work all things to your good. You might be saying, my marriage is dead. My marriage is perishing. I wanna encourage you to add vision to your marriage. Why are you together? God's got so much for your marriage. And people can feel like they're chasing nothing, but, but God's actually planned marriage. God designed marriage. So He's got so much for your marriage. He's got so much blessing for him. He designed it. Why would He design it and not have a desire to bless it? Get some vision for your marriage and say, God, you know you wanna bless this marriage. God, you wanna be in the middle of this. God, you wanna use my marriage to, to impact somebody else. Why don't you start to go, hey, we're gonna pray for another couple to get saved. But use, go, don't let purpose be taken out of your marriage. Throw vision, throw purpose in. In the Old Testament, in Hebrew, the, the, um, the Hebrew word for vision revelation is calzone. It sounds Italian, hey? Calzone. Calzone, hey? It literally means a dream, revelation, or vision straight from God. And a lot of us aren't doing this. We're not taking our time and saying, God, you give me this time. And, and, and I've got, yes, I've got these things, but you give me time. What's your vision for my time? Um, some of you haven't taken your talent and gone, you've given me this talent. What's your vision for my talent? God might say, I want you to build a business that glorifies me, that extends the kingdom. I want you to build a business where people who come in, they bless you, pray for them. What do you, you might say, you've never asked God, God, you gave me um, finances. What's your vision for my finances? A lot of people never ask God that. You know why? Because they think it's their finances. They didn't realise that God gave them everything, even the ability to make money. And once you realise that, you come to God and say, what's your vision? What's your calzone for, for my finances? And God gives you a dream that He has for your finances, for He has for your time, that He has for your talent. And all of a sudden, what was perishing now comes to life. Resurrection, vision comes into your finances, comes into your time, comes into your talent. And all of a sudden there's life and life will fall. Something is woken up, vision put into it, a purpose put into it. And all of a sudden, 
there's something powerful that happens. The crazy thing is, a lot of us, the only vision we have for our finances is whatever our tax advisor tells us. And I'm not speaking against stewardship. Do it. <laughs> like some of us will go to God. God say, okay, so what do you do with your money? I'll say, okay, just hold on. I just wanna get my tax advisor, John. Okay, John, John Brew. Do you wanna show God what we did with the finances? You'll be impressed, God. I listened to all that he said. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying if your tax man speaks you out of honouring God with your finances, I'd get him out of my life. Because your, because your tax man has no ability to break, rebuke the devourer, um, break the, uh, the spirit of mammon. I'm, and hear what I'm not saying, be a steward. But are you asking God what His dream is for your finances? And you know why I say that? It's because actually you're a steward of the finances. It's His. So if it's His, He's gonna ask you about His money one day. He's gonna say, actually, so what did you do with that money I gave you? You see, I've told you guys this years ago, um, but I had a guy phoned me. Um, it was late afternoon. He just phoned me. He said, hey, are you busy? I said, uh, I'm at home. And he came to my house. He says, just had the biggest fight with my wife. Um, he said, you know, I had a few beers last night and I used to struggle with uh, drinking and I came home, smelt of alcohol and everything about our past and our struggles came flashing back, came to the forefront of her mind. She was angry. She took our three girls and she left the house. And he said to me, I'm so angry. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. I said, okay. I said, can I ask you a question? He says, what? I said, based on your future hopes and dreams. Because I heard this question once. I said, based on your future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? He said, what do you mean? I said, okay, uh, what's your future hope and dream for your three daughters' weddings? Who do you wanna dance with when she, your daughter's having her first dance? He said, no, my wife. I said, okay, based on that future hope and dream. I said, and when you're watching the sunset, when you're 70, whose hand do you wanna be holding and who do you wanna be sitting with? He says, my wife. I said, okay, based on that future hope and dream, what do you think is the wise thing to do right now? And he said, I know exactly what to do. And, and he like ran back to the car. See, vision gives you enthusiasm. <laughs> and I said, wait, what are you gonna do? He says, I'm gonna go say sorry. See, prior to vision, he was gonna see the thing perishing. He was gonna get back at her. He was gonna try to punish her. He was gonna try to hurt her. But with vision, he was gonna drive as fast as he can to her to say sorry and mend the relationship. And all of a sudden he says, can you see this? We're gonna watch the sunset together. We're gonna dance at our daughter's wedding. We're gonna do all these things. But vision brings life. No vision, perish, fighting, ugliness, distracted. Don't leave yourself in a space of no vision. Don't leave your studies in a space of no vision. Don't leave your career in a space of no vision. Don't leave your marriage in a space of no vision. Don't leave your church life in a space of no vision. People perish for a lack of vision. Wake up the purpose. So Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light and find out what pleases the Lord. That's what we do. We're waking up. What pleases you, God? Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. See, we're wide awake to every opportunity. God's gonna, we're gonna run to work colleagues. We're gonna pray for them. We're gonna see people saved. Be very careful then how you live. Sorry, I read that already. <laughs> of course, says be, be awake to the opportunities because the days are evil. This is the time to be awake. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. 
It's not get drunk on wine. Of course, wine's a quick fix. Take the edge off when you're stressed out. It's not gonna build anything. It actually might make you fall asleep. Don't be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. And in that state of sleepiness, you will feed your flesh. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. God says, if earthly parents give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? And God has it on tap. He says, be filled. The Word is continuous every day. You can ask to be filled with the Spirit and you can be strengthened by the Spirit. The Spirit that God will give you is the Spirit of a builder. The Spirit that God will give you is the Spirit of an overcomer. The Spirit that God will give you is the same Spirit that conquered the grave, caused you to rise above the circumstances. Why? Because God's got more for you. Because God's got a future for your marriage. He's got a future for your children. He's got a future for the place you work at. He's got a future for colleagues who don't know Him. He's got a future for this nation. He's got a future for this country. He's going to give you the spirit of a builder. He's going to give you a spirit that awakens your eyes. You're going to see clearly again. He's going to give you ears to hear and eyes to see. He's going to cause you to be led by the Spirit. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So we are saying, wake up. We're saying, get up. Don't fall asleep. God's got so much more for you. Um, the, only the enemy will tell you you've come to the end of yourself. Only the enemy will tell you um, you don't have to get up anymore. It's a waste of time. Only the enemy is going to try to keep you down when God's got so much for you. So, so we're going to, I won't touch it, but this month we're going to encourage you to wake up, um, wake up in what we speak. Don't fall asleep, speak life. Uh, be wide awake in gratitude. And people who are ungrateful fall asleep, but people who are grateful are wide awake to what God wants to do. And we encourage you to wake up to the eternal. You're not just living a temporary life, you're living for eternity. And, and of course, wake up to purpose. I feel there's a place in Southern California called Death Valley. They say nothing can live in Death Valley. Nothing can grow there. Some of the hottest temperatures in history have been recorded in Death Valley. And... Um, um, let me just get that, that here right. But in winter of 2004, they had seven inches of rain fall in Death Valley. By the spring of 2005, there was a super bloom where the, all these plants grew and they were blown away because they said nothing could ever live or grow in Death Valley. What they didn't realize was this desert and this broken up ground, beneath it, there was actually seed. And all it needed was a bit of water. And in you is a great seed. And you might have the enemy saying, you're dead, you've lost out, there's no future for you, you've made too many mistakes. Um, you are a, a, a victim of your circumstance. I wanna let you know if God's Spirit can rain down on your life, the seed that God's placed in you is gonna bloom, it's gonna grow, it's gonna wake up and produce a harvest like never before. But you, all you need to do is come to God and say, I receive your Spirit, I wanna be filled with your Spirit. God, come on my life. I'm gonna wake up to purpose and God is gonna bring the breakthrough. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, that people are waking up to the promises you have for them. God, people are waking up to the hope they have in you, God. I pray that you keep them wide awake to the opportunities they're gonna have in 2024 to share your love, to pray for their neighbours, to pray for work colleagues, to share an invite or to share their testimony. I pray, God, that you would use us to build your kingdom, to build the eternal kingdom. Awaken us up to the, the eternal, God, not just be falling asleep in the temporary, God. Cause us to make the most of this year in Jesus' Name, God. I thank you, God, that you wanna build your church. 
and even the gates of hell can't stop it, God. We don't wanna fall asleep. We wanna be eyes wide open to the truth that You are gonna build Your church. You're gonna touch the communities. I pray for the churches in this community and the city that they would come alive, God, that they'd be strengthened, God. Will You build Your church in this nation, God? I thank You that You've got a great hope for this nation, a great plan for this nation. You've got salvation for this nation. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Just for people, maybe you, even as I've spoken, you've realised that um, God's not first on your list anymore. He's, he's, he hasn't got the throne of your heart. He hasn't got the steering wheel of your life. He's not Lord of your life. And you need to come back to Him and say, Jesus, will you be the Lord of my life? Um, I'm not gonna have you try to be, I'm not gonna try to put you second, third or fourth because you don't ever play those positions. You only ever come first. And I wanna put you back in that place in my life. I wanna pray for those people. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Um, I wanna also lead those people in a prayer where um, you actually confess that you need His forgiveness. The Bible says as you confess you're a sinner, He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. So those two groups of people, I'd love to lead you in a confession. If that's you, just say, include me in that prayer. Give me a wave. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Just saying, that's me. God bless you. Awesome. Come on, let's pray together. Let's confess that we need His forgiveness and that, and declare that He's Lord. Uh, Jesus, we confess that we are sinners. Thank You that You're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. I confess that You are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised You from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Amen. Come on, let's just thank Jesus in His place. Can I ask everyone just to look to their right? A door's open over there. We've got men and women prayer counselors. If you've made a commitment or a recommitment, your next step's to tell someone. They can also tell you about a foundational step we want you to take and they can pray with you. If you need any prayer, you can make your way there. I encourage you to grab your sticker. You can use this as your license disc, put it in your fridge. You can put it in your Bible, remind you uh, of what the vision is. New people, grab your first coffee at the View Group's banner and find out more about View Group at that banner. God bless you guys.